Welcome to the Heart for the World Church Sermon Podcast. It is our desire that you will be greatly encouraged as Pastor Dale Walker and others bring a fresh word from God directly to your heart. Be blessed. Man, I love that testimony, James. This is a, a super exciting message for me. Also, you can look on your outline, but this week we started something new. You can actually get the outline on your smartphone. Uh, there's a QR code and everything for that. So that's kind of a neat new thing we're starting. You know, every year I pray, God, give me a word for this year. That's sort of a, a, a compass point. And this year the Lord gave me the word realign. I'm realigning. And, and I began to just go through all the scriptures I could find and I really want to share with you today how to, how, how to get into alignment so you can find your assignment. I really want to talk to you. I felt like God told me that if we will align our hearts, our attitudes, our, our opinions, our, our motives with him, he will do things through us greater than we've ever imagined. In fact, all 21 of the devotionals are how to align something, how to align a habit with your hopes, how to align... A, your words with what God's word says, so forth. And, and I believe with all my heart something amazing is going to happen. You know, a lot of times people ask, why isn't God doing more in my life? Why don't I see the miracle somebody else do that God does in someone else's life? And I really believe, here's the key, the problem is not that God doesn't want to do amazing things. How, how many know God, he is a good, good father. In fact, uh, look at this verse. It's kind of a, from where we're going to talk about. Second Chronicles 16.9. Second Chronicles uh, 16.9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong. In other words, God's looking. He's casing the room right now. <laughs> to show himself strong and amazing on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Uh, the Bible just tells us things like, I love Psalm 35, 27. It says, let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his people. He just takes pleasure in blessing us. You know, I was uh, just thinking how much I enjoy, you know, with my grandkids. Last summer we went fishing and I took them all to the fishing store. And I was begging them to ask for fishing supplies. You know, no, man, you want this. This is awesome and awesome and awesome. And I felt like that's God's heart for us. He says, man, I, I want to show you something this year. I have favor. I have opportunities you can't imagine. The question is, are, are we aligned? It isn't, will God bless us? Are we blessable? Are, are we under the spout where the glory comes out? You know what I'm talking about? I, I remember a pastor had this experience. He's walking up a stream in the mountains and... Uh, and he notices that it's not flowing like he, he usually saw it flow. And he got to one point, and there was this big pipe. And, and the pipe was meant to, to carry the flow of the, of the river, but somehow someone had turned it around, so it was like perpendicular. It was like a dam, <laughs> and uh, the water wouldn't flow. And he went, and he turns it around, and suddenly, and, and the Lord just said, you know, that's how people are. You know, I, I am, am moving, but many people's hearts are, are positioned in a way. They're, they're not listening. He's speaking. We're not listening. He's giving. We're not ready to receive. He, he, he says, get in the car. I want to take you great places. But instead, we take over the steering wheel. He says, I can't take you anywhere. 
because you'll drive us off a cliff. I can't bless you. But if you would just, just get in your seat, I will take you to something amazing in your life. And, and so I want to just spend these three weeks just saying, how do, we, how do we get to this place? What I call the center of God's will. Can I tell you the greatest place to be in the world? Can I just ask you today, are you in God's will? I mean, in every area of your life, can you say, wow, man, my marriage is right in the center of God's will. I learned a long time ago that you don't have to look for good things in this world. You don't have to strive. You don't have to worry or stress. Am I gonna miss something? You know, I talk to people, oh, I, I, will I miss it? How do I find, if maybe single, how do I find that person I'm supposed to marry? How, how do I find the career? How do I find that job opportunity? How, how, do, how, do, I, how do I get out of this, this difficult situation of depression? How do I fix this issue? How do I stay safe this year? People, you know, are just, they just, they're just worried. Stress is at an all-time high. Yes, you know, how do I keep the guidelines or whatever? But I tell you, there's something better than the guidelines. There is being under the shadow of the Almighty. There is the hiding place. You see, the Bible makes this so simple. We know it, but let's read it. Matthew 6, 33. Matthew 6, 33, the scripture says. Read it with me. But seek first the kingdom of God is righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Somebody say amen. Just don't, don't strive. You know, can I just tell you something? Every great thing I've, I've received, the things that I think are the most amazing, I wasn't looking for those things. I was looking for God. He just threw that in the package. When God gave, called, you know, I didn't think someday I'm going to move to Las Cruces and start a church. I was just trying to say yes to God. The next thing I know, I was here. And I, I wasn't trying to find someone to marry when Sharon came into life. I was just running after Jesus, and I turned around, and she was running beside me. Everything you desire, if you get in alignment, you will find that assignment. It'll come to you. You don't have to worry about where to find it. Psalm 37, 4 says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, what will happen? He will give you the desires of your heart. Can somebody say, God has given me the desires of my heart. I, I'm a blessed person. And, and it was just because, wow, I've chased after him. I, I was in the center of his will, and he came. Now, I want to just take an observation from from the book of Second Chronicles and a very uh, interesting king by the name of Asa. And, and just briefly, uh, he was the king in a little nation called Judah, which was a break-off nation of Israel after the time of Solomon. And, and to be honest, that nation was in trouble. It was tiny. It was constantly being attacked by the nations around. And Asa really wanted God's blessing. And he was trying to find out, how can I be protected? How can I, you know, how can I survive and, and, and prosper? And so he, he got in touch with this prophet named Azariah. 
and, and said, how do we do this thing called survive and live and success? And, and this is the verse, Second uh, Chronicles 15, 2, that the prophet told him. And I love it. He said, listen to me. He went out to meet him and said to him, hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you, when? While you were with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. You know what he's saying? Do you want the Lord to be with you? Then be with him. <laughs> Do you want to, to see the Lord's favor? You know, someone asked Abraham Lincoln one time, do you think God's on, on your side, you know, speaking of that? He says, I don't ever think about whether God's on my side. The question is, am I on God's side? <laughs> if I'm on God's side, I, I'm in good shape. But if, if I'm on my own agenda, I am in all kinds of trouble. And so he says, King Asa, just, just align with God. Just with all your heart, seek him. Seek to stay right there in the middle of his will. And if you can do that in 22, he's going to take you places you can't even imagine. They're going to blow your mind. I, I loved, I've told this story before, but when they were filming the film Ben-Hur and uh, Cecil DeMille was the, the director and Charlton Heston, you know, he... He was a little worried about that chariot race. <laughs> he had never ridden a chariot. And he asked the director, he says, man, I don't know about this chariot thing. He says, he said, how, one thing, maybe I can, can, can ride it, but how am I going to win the race? And, and the director said, he said, your job isn't to win the race. Your job is to stay on the chariot. And if you stay on the chariot, you will win the race. <laughs> and, and Jesus said the same thing. If you will abide if you will find that place of God's will, if you will just, in vital union with me, live out every day, live in the word, live in the spirit, you will bear much fruit. Your life will turn out just amazing. If you will find the spout where the glory comes out and don't move, just let it come, it will keep coming in such amazing ways that you won't believe it. Now, there, there are four things that I saw that he did, and these are four keys that I believe to aligning with God or realigning. And I just call them release your agenda, re remove the dead branches, reset your passion and priorities, and recognize the journeys God's calling you to this year. Let's just begin with this idea, releasing your agenda Laying your plans down for God's plan. In 2 Chronicles 14, 11, let's read this. This is, first thing he does after getting this word is so beautiful. He goes to God in prayer and says, then Asa, and I like to say, here's how Asa aced it, all right? Asa called to the Lord as God and said, Lord, there's no one like you to help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, Lord our God. For we rely on your name, and in your name we've come against this vast army. Lord, you are God. Don't let mortals prevail against you. A proverb says, just trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own brains. You're not smart enough for this. But if you will commit all your ways to the Lord, 
He's going to direct your paths. Here's this idea. You have an agenda and God has an agenda. Can I tell you the difference? If you get on God's agenda, you get his promises, you get his presence, you get his anointing. But what does that mean? It means you have to admit, God, my plans aren't good enough. <laughs> I can't figure it all out. I, I, I need to, to make some switches here. I've told you this story before, but with one of my grandkids, I, you know, one thing about being a, my age and you're babysitting these grandkids, one of the biggest things is I never learned all these fancy car seats they have. <laughs> and I've tried to figure the straps, like, what the heck is this? You know, and, and I'm sitting there, and my little grandson's watching me, and I'm trying to figure out this strap and that strap, and I'm, you know, it's five minutes, 10 minutes, he looks up and he says, Papa, it isn't working. <laughs> Just isn't working. Can, can I tell you, some of us are doing all kinds of things in our life, putting this around, running over here, and God just says, hey, Walker, it isn't working. It's just time to just say, hey, God, I need you. I need to resign from being CEO of my life. Could you please fire me and take over right now? See, we need constant adjustment to be in alignment I was reading about this discussion about coaches, and it was interesting because they said, what's the difference between a good coach and a great coach? And, you know, football or whatever, and they were discussing that difference. And, and what they finally came to, they, they said, you know, the biggest difference is what they called halftime adjustments. That every coach, good and great coaches, have a game plan, and they start out with that game plan, and, and how many know something always goes wrong? <laughs> And, and then it's halftime. And the great coaches know that they're going to have to go back to the drawing board. And they somehow align their plan for the second half. I really believe right now many of us in many areas of our life, we're at a place, God's saying it's halftime. Yeah, you had this plan. You thought this was going to be this, and you thought it was going to be that. Anybody have your plans wrecked in the last year? Okay. <laughs> You know, they say, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. But, you know, it's like, this is going to work. Now, what are you going to do? You're going to adjust. And, and I really felt this first month of the year was about us seeking God in every way we can to say, God, what do I need to adjust right now? I don't know if I have a halftime left. Maybe some of us, it's the fourth quarter or the second quarter. But what I do know is the next season of our life depends on the adjustment we make now. We don't want to waste this season. We don't want to come to the end of 22 and say, wow, I'm right back where I started. <laughs> then adjust. Say, God, I got to get off my agenda right now. What is your agenda for this year? How do you do that? You seek God. You give up your own plans and you seek God and wait on God to speak to you. I tried to find the word that in the Bible that's closest to the word align or realign. And, and I did find that this word wait in, in, the, in the original language talks about remaining, settle in, lean in. Wait on the Lord. What, what, what is that? 
It's just an incredible thing. It's, it's, so, it's so much about getting, getting in step with God. I mean, if you're a surfer, you're not a good surfer because you can paddle in water. You're a good surfer because when the wave comes, you're there. It's, it's what Jesus tells the disciples in the book of Acts. Don't run and try to change the world. Wait, wait for the promise. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Can, can I tell you, wait means instead of rushing around and reacting to things, you say, I'm not doing anything till I have God's perspective, till, I, till I'm aware of God's presence and I am aware of his perspective. Don't make decisions out of frustration. Don't rush around and say, I gotta do this. And how could they do that? Well, I'll show you. And that's how your life goes into a mess. Over and over, the Bible speaks about that. Remember Martha and Mary. Just sit at his feet. Jesus tells us in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. Unless you have my guidance, unless you've heard from me, unless you see with me, you're gonna go off. So be still. Isaiah 30, 15 says, in repentance and rest, you'll find salvation in quietness and trust. You will discover where your strength is. You know, the natural mind says, I heard someone say it this way, I like it. The natural mind says, don't just sit there, do something. But often God says, don't just do something, sit there. Because when you don't sit there, you do. See, activity and productivity are not the same thing. You can have a ton of branches, and Jesus says, those branches look like they're going to bear more fruit. No, a lot of those branches are going to stop fruit. You need to cut some things out of your schedule. You, you know, less is more. You need, you need to get in sync and do whatever it takes because the moment you and God are aligned, you will accomplish a hundred times more. I found that the secret to, to power and effectiveness is just to show up where God shows up. Just, just when God's working, be where God is. That's why I pray all the time, God, I don't wanna ask you to bless what I'm doing, but I wanna do what you're blessing. God, when I go to church today, I just want to be where you are. I just wanna join you. I, I like the story of the little woodpecker that's there pecking on the tree and, and it's trying his hardest and all of a sudden a lightning bolt comes. And he goes, man, I'm awesome. Well, he, he's not really awesome. He just was where the lightning was. Can I tell you where the lightning is? It's in the Holy Spirit. Yes. And Luke, Luke 24, uh, 49 says, if you wait, the, God will clothe you with the Spirit. You will be clothed with power. Oh, my goodness. You won't just be a glove. God's hand will be in you. <laughs> God will use you. You will have his power. Somebody say, God, fill me with power today. <laughs> fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the anointing. I tell people, there's two people you meet when you meet me. There's Dale with the anointing and Dale without the anointing. 
You don't want to meet the dude without the anointing. <laughs> Give me the anointing, God. Someone says, well, why do you take 21 days prayer and fasting so I can accelerate my year? I will hear from God about every part of my life in the next 21 days. And I will be more than 21 hours and most of it will just be worshiping him. And you'll say, well, that looks like you're getting a lot of sitting. No, I'm getting prepared. And when preparation meets opportunity, miracles happen. Please, even if you're not in our 21 days, I welcome you to be. Don't do anything this year till you hear from God. Because <laughs> he has a fresh word. In my soap journal this morning, it was, don't, don't live in the past. Isaiah 40 through 29 says, behold, I'm doing something new. I'm doing something new. You've never seen this before. This is not a repeat of 2021. This is a new season. Will you see it? The second thing, not only release your agenda, get on God's agenda, but remove things that are hindering God's growth and blessing. So much of a coming in align with God is getting stuff out that are, that, that are blocking God away from our life, that are crowding him to the, to the edges of our being. And Jesus said it this way, the person who bears much fruit lets me prune them. Let's, let's, me, let me, let's me cut some stuff out. You know, I was thinking about how do you reset a computer? How do you reset your smartphone? It almost always involves deleting some things, right? You got too much data. Some of that data is just making you slow. And, and I've just been in my prayer. I just said, Lord, show me what I need to push the delete button. <laughs> show me attitudes and habits the Bible says, don't remember the former things. Remember some things. If your mind is still stuck in the former things, you won't see the new things. There are things you need to go through. Just, I, I just believe systematically what I call history's hurts and habits of 21. <laughs> Delete that one. That critical word somebody told me, delete. That lie the devil got me into, delete. That stupid thing I did, delete. <laughs> Forgive yourself. Just let it go. God doesn't want you. He is not in your past. He's in the present and he's in the future. And until you get there, you can't go with him. <laughs> I wanted to ask Sharon to come. I always love can you give Sharon a hand? She has such wisdom. And uh, I just asked her to give a testimony of some things she's deleting in her life. Thank God it's not me. But anyhow, you go. <laughs> go ahead. Well, I don't know if this would be a delete, but... Um, it's just something that, you know, maybe it's a reflection from this year that, um, you know, every day we have so many opportunities to be offended and to be mad and to pick up another opinion 
something that divides, you know? And so towards the end of this year, as I was just reflecting, I, I just felt this word come in my heart that I really feel like is something the Lord was whispering to me. And um, it's, Sharon, don't let the sick make you sick. And it's not COVID, it's not the flu, it's not that kind of sickness, but it's the kind of sickness that just eats your soul. You know, it's just the mean, it's the hate, it's the suspicion, it's the judgments. And Sharon, don't let the sick make you sick. And you know, I know that if that sounds really great and it's like, yeah, don't let the sick make you sick. You know, we can all do that. But the truth is, it's um, easy said, hard done, you know? And um, I was thinking just a couple days ago, as I was reflecting on this and even writing about it and even praying about it, I went to the grocery store and it was a store I don't usually go to. And I was at, you know, just got a few items. I'm at the self-checkout, which I'm pretty good at self-checkout. I have to tell you, I've gotten pretty good at it. And so anyway, here I am at this, you know, they're all different, all these self-checkouts, right? And it starts griping at me, the self-checkout. And it's do this and do that and, and put it here and put it there. And so my thought process is, wait a minute, I paid for it. Are you telling me to take it out of the bag and start over? What are you telling me? And so by the time I just decide, I'm just going to set it all here, the girl comes over and helps me, and she, she scolds me, and she tells me, ma'am, you're not paying attention. And I said, oh, well, I thought I was. And she said, well, it said you're supposed to put it here, which I did. And I said, well, I think I did because it's right here. And she said, well, you didn't put it there in time. And I said, oh, you're saying I was too slow. And she's like, yes. And so I look at her, and she's young, and I'm not. And, um, you know, and, and I was kind. My behavior was kind. But my first thought is, you know, my dear, I think we need to talk. That was my first thought. <laughs> and I'm just thinking this. My second thought was, I, I need to probably get your name and talk to a manager. That was my second thought. My third thought was, I'm never coming back to this store again. And my fourth thought, I'm just letting you into the cycle of my mind, okay? <laughs> my fourth thought, which was the worst, was, well, I'm just not gonna invite you to my birthday party. <laughs> And um, I want, you know, when I passed her when I was leaving, I was kind and I told her, thank you for your help and, and said bye. And then I'm on my way to the car and I just feel the Holy Spirit tell me, you don't know her story. And I'm like, you're right. And because of her age, she's probably so frustrated with old people who don't know how to do these self-checkouts, right? So valid, okay. So um, I don't know her story. And then the other thought is, you know, the store's open and everybody has had such a hard time getting employees. And she has a job and she's affording the store to be open so I can go get groceries. It's something to be grateful for, right? So by the time I got to my, 
my car and sat down, I, I did get her name. I, I noticed her tag, and I was able to pray for her by name, and I was able to just really ask the Lord to just come and visit her, you know, and just that she would have an encounter with God. But um, the truth is, I just thought, you know, it's so easy to pick up rocks, and you don't even know it. Because it's, you know, we say, oh, I'm not going to let the sick make me sick. But really, that requires some intentionality on our part. And we carry pockets of rocks, and we throw them so easy. You know, we don't know other people's story. We don't know their history. We don't know where they've come from. And so we pick up a rock, and, you know, you're young. You don't understand. And then you're old, and you you old people. And, and then we just start these rock-throwing games, and pretty soon we just have this culture of hate. And I just felt like, you know, even now it's so easy to stand up here and tell everyone what the problem is, but it's like, Jesus, for me, I want to say I want to be part of the solution. And so for me, right here, Jesus, I want to declare that I'm not going to let the sick, the haters, the judgmental, the opinionated, they're not going to make me sick. And let it start with me, Jesus. I can say who, what everybody's problems are, but I got pockets of rocks. And I want to put them down. And I don't want to throw stones. And so let it start with me. Let me change the culture, Jesus. And that's how I want to go into 2022. And um, I just challenge you guys, you know, is it time to lay down your rocks? Maybe so. I mean, let Jesus whisper to your heart. And it's one of those questions he's so always so faithful to answer. Jesus, what do you want from me this year? What is your word for me this year? How can I change this year? I promise you he'll answer that. Aren't you thankful we don't have to put our spiritual and emotional health in the hands of people? They don't get to decide whether we have joy and peace. One of the things I just challenge you to do, you might have noticed a campfire out there, but I, I literally challenge you, if you'd even like to today, is to write things that you believe God wants to, you to leave behind in 21. I just put my remove and forget list, and it's long. It wouldn't fit on one of those cards. But anyhow, just some things. I, I started with offenses. I started with just my personal regrets. I'm one of those that just beat up myself. You should have done that. You could have done that. Anybody like that? And I got all those, and the Lord says, you just got to leave those behind. Quit beating up yourself. Every time you beat up yourself, you're, you're stopping yourself from hearing what God has for you. I have my stinking thinking list. Anyhow, that's a whole long one. All the lies and the labels. And God, I am, I am putting that way of thinking. I have this fear of failure thing, fear of getting old, fear of com, com, what people are saying about me. I have the criticism list, all the things that people said that I will now delete and they will be gone forever from my brain the disappointment, the frustrations that became attitudes. I just really challenge you. Maybe it's habits. You know, one of the reasons we fast, some people ask, well, why do you, well, why do, you do that? Well, one thing that happens when you break the habit of eating and fast instead, you get authority over other habits. God shows you, okay, now you're setting aside your natural desires. Now you can overcome that habit which is whatever, too much social media, 
That's another fasting I've got to do this time. You, you, you're going to break this habit over here of, of snapping and being critical. God wants to reveal to you things that you don't have to keep with you that are keeping you distracted and out of alignment with all that God has. Two more real quick. The third one is to reset your passion and your priorities. What, uh, what I love that he does, Asa does, is he calls this big worship service in 2 Chronicles 15, 9. And he just says, hey, we've got to come back to God. Almost as if it was the first time they ever met God. <laughs> it was like, let's all worship and make our covenant with God. Well, they were already God's covenant people. But how many know that the love that you have for God yesterday, you don't necessarily have today. <laughs> Can I just tell you, passion and priorities that you've had don't stay because you had them. They stay because you keep pursuing them. They stay because you are ready to sacrifice today what you sacrificed when you first had that priority or that passion. Jesus would say in Revelation 2, 4, and 5, to these churches, five out of seven, he identified the same problem. They needed a reset of their passion and their love for God. If we have that verse, Revelation uh, 2, 4, I think you're familiar, but he says, I have this complaint. He's talking about this church. It was an incredible church in Ephesus, one of the greatest churches that have ever existed. And, and how many know, just because a church was great doesn't mean it's going to stay great. Just because a marriage was great doesn't mean it's going to stay great. He says, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't, I like to say repent or reset, <laughs> I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. What is he saying? You've, you've drifted. You've got complacent. And you didn't even know it was happening. Come back to, he goes on, he says, remember how it was at first? Remember how you couldn't stop singing about Jesus all day long? <laughs> how you wanted to just tell everybody you met? He says, doesn't matter where you are or what has happened, you can go back there. You can reset your heart again. Come on, he says, come back there. Fall in love with God. Fall in love with your spouse. Come back to the dream you had of what your family was supposed to be. Come back and say, God, give me a reset. The same with priorities. They don't stay priorities. God was your number one, but that doesn't mean he is today. Can I just tell you, that's again why we do these 21 days. I have found the fastest way to get God number one is prayer. <laughs> I, I love this verse. If we could also read it, First Timothy two one. Um, this is a, a great, great verse for this year. But he says, "I urge then, and everybody, help me with this phrase. First of all, say that with me. First of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people." You know what, what he's saying? He's saying, pray first. Can you repeat that with me? Pray first. <laughs> You're going to do a lot of things, but pray first. 
pray first. He goes on in that chapter. He says, if you pray first, he says, you're going to have peace. He says, you're going to be more effective. You're going to be more fruitful. And people are going to get saved in your community because you prayed first. I just, I just want to give you this challenge. Create this first habit and you will not believe. This is called a cornerstone habit. The cornerstone is like that bedrock, that one thing, if you put in place, it starts to have this domino effect. The challenge that I just want to give us at the beginning of the year, pray before you go to sleep. Pray when you wake up first. Pray before you drive <laughs> Your family will be appreciative of that. Pray before you text. Oh, can you imagine how much trouble you would have stayed out of? Pray before you send that email. Pray before you make that little opinion, that comment. Pray before you decide. Pray before you spend money. You know, pray before you get mad. Pray before you correct your children. Pray before you come to church. Pray first. And God will be first in your life this year. And then finally, recognize the journey and the pathways God has for this year. And, and why I say that is each year, I believe God takes us on certain journeys. That he says, this is the focus. And how many know we're all in different seasons you're in one season, I'm in another season. There's things God's speaking to me about. He's not speaking to you. But each of us, he has a journey for us. Now, I emphasize journey because here's what I know. The change and the victory God has uh, doesn't come from a desire or a decision. It comes from disciplines. It's, it's, a, it's not a moment. It's a process. It's, it's something that you commit yourself to. That's why at the beginning of the year, you know, we make a big deal out of something like do a Bible reading plan. Why? Can I tell you how somebody changes? It doesn't usually just happen overnight. Jesus would say it this way. You are cleansed and transformed by the hearing of my word. It happens very slow, but it happens when it's every day. I like to say this way, victory is not an elevator, it's a staircase. It's just, you take a step, and God says, I want you to keep stepping this way. For someone here, God's going to say, this year is a finance journey. This year, I want you to, you could do a thousand things, but this year, I want you to take, in the next 12 months, a journey financially to get things in order. Someone else, it's a health. God's speaking to someone. I, I don't know if you realize, but you know, Sharon, she's amazing. The weight she's lost. Her, well, she felt God tell her halfway through the last year, this year you're supposed to take a health journey. And how many know when you hear God speak to you, he gives you power to do that. Some of you, it's a mental health journey. Some of you, it's a recovery journey. Don't be upset if it doesn't happen. It's okay if it takes a long time. But just say, this year, Holy Spirit, would you, would you speak to me? Some of you, it's repair relationship year. <laughs> there's, there's a number of things you're supposed to go find people. Don't leave this year 
until you reach out and do some of those things. I, we could go on and on. Some of you, this is the year that you're to, to learn to be an evangelist. This is the year of leadership. This is the year to, you're to get biblical foundations. Maybe you go to the Bible school. Maybe you're saying, well, I don't need a degree. or No, no, but you're just auditing or whatever. But you're saying, my biblical foundation is this deep, but this year it needs to become this deep. I, I'm going to invest. Maybe it's parenting. Can I just tell you, this is the vision of Heart for the World. We don't just want to have services. We believe in taking people on spiritual journeys. And if I tell people all this time, give us a year. Don't just give us a week now and then. Give us a year. If you'll give us a year and just take some of these journeys, do a love after marriage, do, do a Bible reading, do a 21 days of prayer, do a love lost crucis to life, do a mission, find out some journeys and just do it together because that's the key. When you do a journey that's a God journey together, you accelerate, you multiply the impact, not only yourself, but on other people. And I have this vision this year of these small groups, people saying this year, man, this small group we're in, we are gonna take journeys, we are gonna open up to each other. This is the year that we finally just, we just break through together for our kids. We are gonna pray together for a year in our small group. And we're gonna see something happen in our family. But I just felt so much that if you will ask Holy Spirit, he will tell you, I got a journey for you. And it begins with prayer. Let me just kind of summarize this. And I, wanna, I want you just to, to bring it all around to this. We've said, look, King Asa, you can become aligned with God if you what? If, instead of saying, God, be for me, you say, I'm going to be for God. I'm going to seek him with all my heart. The Bible says God, that Asa was totally committed to God for his whole life. Can you imagine that? How many would like that to be said of you? I, God had my total heart my whole life. He absolutely turned the country around. He won every battle. He, he left a legacy. Anybody recognize the name Jehoshaphat? That's what he called his boy. <laughs> Jehoshaphat was awesome. He, he changed history because as a young man, he said, I will be totally committed to God in every area of my life for all of my life. So let me just ask you that. Do you need a reset? Do you need to release your agendas? Are there some areas that's really set right and some that are just really out of whack? Let me just ask the most important question. Are you in God's will? Can I just ask you? Well, sort of. Over here I am. No, are you in God's will? Can you just honestly say, I know that I'm doing God's will? In my family, in my personal time, the way I'm spending my money, the way I'm thinking, the way I'm doing life. If you will get in alignment, you will find your assignment and you will find your purpose and you will find miracles in your life. I love this verse in Hebrews 12, 13. And, it, and it's, it's an incredible verse. And 
I've been studying it a bunch of translations. One, it just talks about someone who has like a dislocated shoulder. (laughs) And he just basically says, don't live with a dislocated limb for the rest of your life. Wouldn't that be weird? I'm living my whole life. No. Get it back where it's supposed to be. And then he says, the secret of that is, is take this journey. And I love how the Passion Translation says, for as you keep walking forward in God's path, all your stumbling ways will be divinely healed. Is there a place in your life that's just really dislocated right now? God will heal you. God will restore you. Get on track Watch what God can do. Would you bow your head in prayer? I'm going to ask the worship team to come. I I would really invite you to just connect with the Holy Spirit right now. And just say, Lord, show me where I'm out of alignment. I don't want to be 50%. I want I don't want to be half in the boat and half on the shore. I don't, you know, some people say, well, I'm on the will of God sometime, but then I've got my own will. What a miserable way to live. I wonder how many here, just before the Lord, would say, in 2022, I'm all in. I wonder how many would just say to God, you know, God, I've been sort of halfway. I've done your will, but I've also really been on my own agenda. And God, I I realize it's not working. I've got dislocated places in my life where I hurt, I'm hurting others. There's confusion, there's brokenness. But I know that if I can come in alignment, you'll heal my life. You'll do something amazing and great. You'll give me victory. You'll give me a legacy. You'll give me wisdom. I wonder how many here, just before the Lord, or even watching at home, you just say, today I decide I'm all in. I'm submitting. Now the Holy Spirit's showing some specific areas. God, I'm giving my habits to you. For some of you, that means there's some things I'm specifically going to let God prune for my life. Maybe it's just the busyness. I've been just rushing and God's saying, no, this year, God, I'm gonna wait on you. This year, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some major adjustments in my life. And maybe it's just, I wanna start a spiritual journey. Can I just speak to you for just a second? Maybe... Your whole life, God has been more about a religion than a relationship. It's been more like, yeah, I go to church sometimes. Sometimes you're in and out, whatever. But I want to challenge you to start a real journey with Jesus at the center of everything in your life. An everyday thing. Jesus said, I'm standing at at your heart. I'm knocking I'm saying I want to be a part of your life. I want not just for you to have some words you say. I want to really have a relationship with you. The Bible says if you'll open the door, if you'll say, God, you're first, you're number one, you're not number 34, you're not just some piece in the puzzle, you are 
the center of my life. I want that. I wonder, with every head bowed and eye closed, I wonder if somebody, as I just say this closing prayer, you would say, I want God to know that today I'm choosing for 22 to completely surrender to God. Would you just raise your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. Pray for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Completely. Let's all pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I want to align with your will. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and you are worthy of my best and first love. I believe you died and rose again and I choose today to let you be the leader of my life. I give up my plans, my control, my selfish ways. Forgive me, Lord. Change my heart. Come into my heart by your Holy Spirit. Give me new desires, new thoughts. Be real to me, closer than my best friend. I receive this relationship in Jesus' name. Let's just stand and we're going to sing this song. I'm going to ask our prayer teams to come. And if you just want to stay for prayer, we're going to just pray. Some of you want to just take a moment, maybe fill out that card, go put something in the fire out there, whatever. But just make sure before we leave today, this is a holy moment that you let God put your heart right for this new year. Let's just sing this chorus one time before we go. to you Never let me go Lay it all down again To hear you say that I'm a friend You are my desire No one else will do Cause nothing else could take your place To feel the warmth of your embrace Help me find a way Bring me back to you
Thank you for this amazing people that love you. For these that have responded to say, yes, I want to be in your will. Bless them. God, give revelation. Give wisdom on how to walk this out. Bless their families, their children, their decisions, their businesses, and every area of their walk. Let 2022 be a, a history-making year for each and every one. In the name of the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, all God's people said, amen and amen. God bless you. We'd love to pray for you. Please come as we are be up here and we'll minister and have a beautiful week in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Heart for the World Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that God's Word has inspired you today in a way that will boost your faith greatly. We want to encourage you to visit our website at hftw.church and follow us on our social media. May God bless you richly.